everyone. How are you doing out there? Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. Merry, merry, merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays to those of you who aren't into the merry, merry, merry Christmas. I am, so you know, Stan. <laughs> I walked in today. Stan has got some wild Christmas tunes for us to hear today. Way to go, Stan. Got to mix it up once in a while. I'll put up with it for... One weekend, I guess. Thank and I have you. your, one of your favorites lined up and ready to go as well. I know. I love that one. I love, love, love Oh Holy Night. I, and, and people who listen to this show, people who know me know that I love Christmas. I love everything about Christmas. Everything. And I think it's the most incredible time of the year. I love everything about it. I'm happy to say that all week long, I've noticed people weren't really freaking out, stressing out, going crazy over all the, all the Christmas preparations, all the festivities they had coming up. And then just today, I noticed people were starting to get a lit. A bit edgy. So relax, people. Enjoy the season. You know, just have fun. Enjoy it. You don't, everything is going to be perfect just the way it is. Right? Right? I don't know about perfect, but yes, the days will go on. It's, you know, it's not the end of the world. If you make one cookie, one kind of cookie instead of 10 kind of cookies, it doesn't matter. You have cookies. No, I heard you were making cookies all week. I did. I did. Where I made cookies all cookies? week. That's well, what I want to know. Thanks I'm, a lot. They're Thanks in my freezer. Nothing. There are so many of them, and I'm going to make more tomorrow, too. Um, but, yeah, I, I I told Stan I had to walk to the grocery store every single day because apparently I ate too many, too many cookies. So if I want to keep making all the cookies and eating so many of the cookies, then I walk to the grocery store so I can make more and eat more of them because, yeah, I love Christmas cookies. Anyway, I have a great show planned for everyone today. We're going to talk about the partial government shutdown, what it means, how does it impact you, should uh, President Trump stay strong and get the money for the wall. We're going to talk about a little bit about um, Mark Dayton's legacy. Our media is doing puff piece after puff piece on on Mark Dayton, and it's just absolutely astonishing. It's like they don't remember what a disaster uh, some of the things were that happened in the last eight years. It's just absolutely crazy. Plus, some new census numbers came out, and it looks like Minnesota, even though the population is growing, it isn't enough to save a House seat. So instead of having eight members of the House of Representatives after the 2020 election, we might only have seven. Some of those numbers are pretty interesting. I want you to hear about it. Uh, plus, we're going to talk about what's coming up this next legislative session. I picked out a few uh, big concerns that I have. One of them is is voting by mail. Uh, on, uh, guns. Guns is another one I'm really incredibly worried about. I posted up on my Facebook page this week that the committee assignments came out. So go to my Facebook page or go to the Minnesota House of Representatives and you can see which uh, which members of the legislature were assigned to which committee. Some of them are good, some of them are bad, and some of them are downright scary. And remember, they increased the the number of committees and subcommittees and whatever they have and to 34. And going back 34. to Dayton's legacy, I mean, there's a lot of happy people working for the state, for the county. The commissions, I mean, do you see yeah. some of those pay increases? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> 30, oh. 40%. I mean, most, most I of them I looked at were around 10, but I mean... Heck, I'll take 10 Absolutely any day. Absolutely astonishing the, to, to have uh, somebody who's supposed to be in public service now all of a sudden making two dollars $300,000 a year. That's Mark Dayton's going away president to his Democrat buddies, and that should make everybody mad. Wait till, wait till you see some. I, I 
I have the list. I'll read off some of the numbers. Uh, we'll do that in the in the second part of the second hour of the show today, because before we get into some of the crazy Christmas stuff that's happening, I want to tell you about some things that you absolutely have to know about. And um, um, Stan, you know what I thought we'd do next week? Uh, I invited John Gilmore to come in and between John Gilmore, you and me, I want each of us to pick out our our top what we think are the top stories of the year. Ooh, that's going to be tough it, for me because I normally hard. don't pay attention. I let it go in one ear and out the next. Yeah, I know, but you're going to have to work on that Ugh. because and you can go back and look at some of the old show notes or or whatever you need to do. And there's and already I'm, I'm starting, guessing they're going to all differ. They are going to all differ because you have one, you know, one perspective. Uh, John Gilmore has a, a great national perspective. I tend to focus on Minnesota. So I think we'll, I think we'll get a really nice cross section. But do you remember how it is at the end of the year? And you're like, Oh my God, do you remember that? Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, wow. Do you remember that story? So yeah, I think that's going to be really interesting. But I have a few things that I want to tell you about before we get, uh, before we jump into the show today. Uh, first of all, we want to wish Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, our prayers. We want to wish her good health. Uh, the, just the, Do you remember a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago now, we were talking about how she fell and broke her ribs right before the, right before the uh, Supreme Court session, session started for the year, I think is when she broke her ribs. Uh, but she came back. Well, it turns out just this week she had to have some sort of surgery on her lungs to remove a cancerous polyp or something like that, which is awful, and it sounds horrible, and the woman is 85 years old, probably still recovering from broken ribs, so... And say what you will about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, people. The woman is a legal genius, and she was a she's a, been a giant on the on the United States Supreme Court. And and um, I don't always agree with the way she thinks. I certainly don't agree with the way she thinks, especially you know in the last few years. She's a hero to the left, but uh, uh, we don't wish her. We don't wish her ill and and get well quick, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Because yeah, you got a busy you got a busy session at the United States Supreme Court this time. Also, um, I think everybody heard that Representative Elect Ilhan Omar uh, this week said she believes President Trump is getting closer and closer and closer to being impeached every single day. She said, we know that this president, this administration, every day has gone a little bit closer to being impeached. She was on CNN. Uh, and I would like to remind everyone, 20 years ago on Wednesday, Bill Clinton was impeached for lying under oath uh, and permitting his lawyer to make false statements, directing people to break the law to cover up an extramarital affair. How far have we come in the last 20 years? Huh? Think about that. People don't even remember that Bill Clinton was impeached. Uh, also, this past week, a, a panel of federal judges dismissed all 83 ethics complaints against Justice Kavanaugh. And we all remember the Democrat hit job against an honorable man. Thankfully, it failed miserably. Uh, unfortunately, we're 
going to have to have some bad rulings by Kavanaugh because they spent so much time uh, making all these false allegations against him that we never actually got to talk about what uh, about some of the cases that he he ruled on that. Sorry, conservatives, you're just plain and simple not going to like it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Christmas. I want to talk a little bit about some of the crazy stuff out there. People, don't ruin my holiday. Don't be a killjoy. Don't try to bring me down. You should be happy when people are happy. You should be happy that we're enjoying the season. And also, remember the reason for the season. It's more than just Santa Claus, people. Stay tuned, everyone. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. type of Christmas music here. I, I love this one, Stan. Yeah. You know Oh Holy Night is my favorite song, mm-hmm. but I love a little Twisted Sister mixed in there, too. They're both very, because uh, very you good. Because you can have fun with both of them. You can mm-hmm. enjoy both yes. of them. Yep. For different reasons. Oh, exactly. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember the reason for the season, people, for unto us a child is born. Uh, but I love every aspect of Christmas, every single aspect of Christmas. And apparently we have some really sad, pathetic losers out there who just do everything they can to try to destroy Christmas. Did you hear about, Stan, did you hear about this guy? He owns a house over he owns a house over in the lake of the isles area and in holiday lights he spelled out trump is a traitor oh i did see something about that <laughs> it's and ab- he has that right i guess uh, yeah i guess he does uh and la- i think a couple weeks back we talked about the song baby it's cold outside and i was really really happy because um it was a what was it a cincinnati radio station not an iheart radio station uh it was a cincinnati Cincinnati radio station that pulled the song uh, Baby It's Cold Outside because they thought it talked about date rape, which is the most ridiculous, stupid thing that I've ever heard of in my life. Well, there was such a clamor that, guess what? The station put it back on air. And in Denver, there was another radio station that asked their listeners, hey, should we pull Baby It's Cold Outside? 92% of the people said, keep Baby It's Cold Outside on. And I was in a store this week, and all of sudden baby it's cold outside came on the air and i'm like oh right on yeah (laughs) some of those old songs though if you really listen to the lyrics they some of them are a little little creepy stan don't think so hard just enjoy the music just don't think so hard yeah yeah okay I know what you were listening to because I heard you. Miley Cyrus has a new song, uh, a feminist (laughs) vegan version of Santa Baby. Here we go. Okay, we had to cut it off. Oh there. my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, the really crazy part, I really liked Hannah Montana. And I really liked I, I think Miley has a good voice. I liked listening to her. And then she went crazy. 
and does stuff like this or don't, swings don't around. Most childhood stars end up a little bit crazy. In or the swings end. around bare naked on a giant wrecking ball. Okay, she wasn't bare naked, but it was close. Uh, crazy, Miley. Don't be crazy. Just sing, girl. Just, just sing. We had some other crazy stuff out there. The Scottish Parliament banned gingerbread men in the Capitol coffee shop because they said it was due to sexism concerns. And some company actually took a poll and found here in the United States, 27, 27% favored a gender-neutral Santa, a non-binary Santa, which I think is just absolutely crazy. I just I, I just don't know what they were thinking. And I'm, I'm happy people are fighting back, though. I'm happy people are fighting back. In Nebraska, there was an elementary school principal who landed on Santa's naughty list, and hopefully no one's giving her any presents either. But she, don't worry, um, and this is a line from the article, it's like a bad Hallmark movie come to life, because in the end, there was a happy ending for one and all. But this... Um, this uh, principal sent out this thing saying, hey, I know you people are thoughtful and kind and conscientious, but you know what? We've we've really got to make some changes here and we're going to make a huge list of what what is acceptable and what is not acceptable during the Christmas season. So on the not accessible, accessible list, making a Christmas ornament as a gift. This assumes that the family has a Christmas tree, which assumes they celebrate Christmas. I challenge the thought of, well, they can just hang it somewhere else. Another one, no candy canes. Candy canes is Christmas related. Historically, the shape is a J for Jesus, the red. Red is for the blood of Christ, and the white is for the symbol of His resurrection. This would also be in. Uh, in this would also include different colored candy canes. Okay, did anybody know that a candy cane was a was a J for Jesus? Did everyone? Did anyone know that red was for the blood of Jesus Christ and white was for the symbol of His resurrection? Because I got to tell you, I thought it was a shepherd's staff. I really thought it was a shepherd's staff in Christmas colors. I have no colors. idea it was ever meant to be that. And I, I'm kind of skeptic that maybe it's just something that was made up to Along divide, the way. divide people on, on yeah. the issue. Just eat the damn candy cane and shut up. I know. It's pure sugar, it's for God's sake. Does it get in? Yeah, crazy. Uh, they I weren't like allowed the to have ones. red and green uh, green Christmas colors. They weren't allowed to have reindeer. They weren't um, that teachers should focus on snow, different holidays, winter activities, acceptable practices on the list included snowmen, snow women, snow people, snowflakes, gingerbread people, holidays around the world, Hot chocolate, yay. Polar bears, penguins, scarves. Oh, Olaf, I guess, made the list. Well, the point being, the parents and the children and, well, pretty much everybody was in such an uproar. Uh, a few days later, they overturned the policy. And thank, thankfully for the people uh, of the Liberty Council, they say they believe the principal owes the school an apology. They are pleased that the Elkhorn Public School promptly reversed uh, Principal Sinclair's unconstitutional directive and required compliance with the Constitution. He went on to say, the First Amendment does not require the elimination of Christmas. The First Amendment prohibits censorship based on a religious viewpoint. This outrageous three-page memo by Principal Sinclair was not based on ignorance of the law, but hatred towards Christianity 
and Christians. Principal Sinclair should issue an apology to her teachers and staff. And NPR today, not to be uh, outdone by dumb things, had an article. I, uh, if I haven't posted it up on Facebook, I will post it up just a little bit later. Uh, it's how this year Mrs. Claus is coming to town and not as Santa's sidekick. And it's about how all of a sudden Mrs. Claus is going to Santa school and is being invited to uh, host parties and everything. And apparently Santa and Mrs. Claus are now equal opportunity joy makers. And they've really come a lo- they've really come a, a long, long way. Even though Mrs. Claus only makes a hundred and twenty-five dollars for an appearance, and Santa makes two hundred dollars an hour uh, at or two hundred dollars per appearance, uh, they are bound and determined to make sure that everybody gets to have uh, either. Uh, Santa or Mrs. Claus. And I'm, I'm sorry. I love Mrs. Claus and I felt like Mrs. Claus this week, but I'm, I'm going to stick with Santa. Uh, anyone want to weigh in on Christmas festivities? 651-989-5855. 651-989-5855. Kevin, you're up first for the day. Hi, Kevin. You have some thoughts? Yeah. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, the first one is uh as far as the candy cane i'm I'm surprised i didn't say it was white privilege because of the white (laughs) good point um, i think i I think you probably sent thank you cards to dayton mark dayton and uh one to uh the incoming governor walls i haven't yet should i why because they're going to give you so much material that you're going to be swamped <laughs> all year long. You know what, Kevin? You're 100% right. And and I think I'll skip my thank you note to Mark Dayton. But I think Tim Waltz does deserve uh, some, some sort of a welcome card. Because, yeah, yeah, you're 100% right. The other question I wanted to ask you, um, I, I happened to catch a little bit of it. And it was uh, happened to be Orange County when the when all, when the all the Republicans were ahead. And the next morning, we find out there was two hundred and fifty thousand votes that came in. I know. And I think it has to do with ballot harvesting. I think there was a right. law or something passed. Right. Around. We're going to talk about that in the second hour today because you know what? If if Republicans in Minnesota do don't do something to fix some of the fraud and corruption and shenanigans that are going on in our election system, the Republicans will never win another election in the statewide election in the state of Minnesota ever again. Do you ever think about this that there was much more much more massive voter fraud simply because they couldn't afford to lose the house and all these races uh, in all the states? Yeah, I, th- I think there is some of that. And I find it just so frustrating. And now with Waltz and with the Democrats having control of the Minnesota House of Representatives uh, and the tenuous hold that we have in the in the Minnesota Senate, I just don't see how we're going to be able to, to, to stop some of the really bad ideas Steve Simon has or to push forward some of the ideas that we really need to have implemented short of a lawsuit or short of public outrage. Um. One last thought. I hope you and your staff have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you so much, Kevin. The same to you and yours, too. Take care. (laughs) Take care. Kevin's so smart. I always like his his comments. I, I pressed the wrong button. Thanks. You're my staff, so... 
Thanks for looking out for me, Stan. No problem. I I really do appreciate that. Uh, We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm sure everybody knows by now, or maybe you haven't noticed, uh, there is a partial shutdown of the federal government. It officially began at... Uh, midnight last night, nine cabinet level departments and dozens of agencies will be effective by the shutdown. Um, has it touched you? Have you noticed? Uh, do you think you will notice? I just saw on Fox News, they said it's going to remain closed. Nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to happen until at least December 27th. Uh, the White House tweeted out on Friday, Americans deserve better than a closed government and an open border. I agree 100%. I have a million questions about the the government, partial government shutdown, and I want to hear what your take uh, is on it, too. Uh, is it impacting you? And and I think this is a really crucial time and probably the most crucial question I want to ask is, do you really think uh, do you think Donald Trump should stay strong? Should he hold strong for his five million dollars for the border wall? And I want you to think about this. Our budget for the United States of America is four trillion dollars, four trillion dollars. And, you know, is it is it too much to expect that Donald Trump wants five billion dollars? Is that too much to expect? So we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the partial government shutdown. And maybe you can help me answer some of the many questions that I have surrounding it. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and com. Stan, I appreciate your your playing my tunes for me. I love Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. All right, so a partial government shutdown happened uh, midnight last night. Uh, nine cabinet-level departments and dozens of agencies will be impacted. Uh, are you impacted? Uh, the White House said Americans deserve better than a closed government and an open border. Do we really? Five billion dollars is a drop in the bucket of that four trillion dollar budget. Should Trump stay strong? Uh, questions we're hearing are, do the Democrats work for illegal aliens instead of Americans? Uh, and Republicans don't think I'm going to let you off the hook. Republicans have the majority in the House, the Senate. And oh, yeah, President Trump is a Republican, too. How is this shutdown happening? Who owns that shutdown? Is it Trump? Is it Schumer? Is it the Democrats? Everyone keeps talking about Schumer. What about McConnell? What's going on here? Uh, There are people blaming Trump for the wall not being built. I think Trump is doing all he can. Why aren't people angrier at Congress? You have some. Oh, oh, this is one of my favorites. Stan liked this one, too. If government employees are non-essential, why are they government employees? And we now have a GoFundMe page for the wall that has already raised over 14 million dollars, which is really, really absolutely incredible. Incredible, And probably the thing that irritates me the most, and I'm looking at you, Amy Klobuchar, 
Klobuchar. I'm looking at you, Aaron Murphy. Amy Klobuchar was trying to compare Trump uh, and the shutdown to Game of Thrones or something. Yeah, you're not that cool, Amy. So <laughs> knock that crap young, off. Young voters. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and Aaron Murphy tweeted out, Dear America, this is a fundamental question of our values. Do we choose the economic engine of our fu- of our future, our kids, or do we yield to a political promises promise that closes our doors out of fear? And yeah, that's how the Democrats talk about this. When I got up this morning, I looked at KSTP. KSTP had an article on the sh- on the shutdown, and it basically said. Uh, it basically said the federal shutdown began because the lawmakers failed to reach a deal. Listen to this opening paragraph. This is by Channel 5, opening paragraph. A partial federal shutdown took old hold early Saturday after Democrats refused to meet President Donald Trump's demands for a for $5 billion to start erecting his cherished Mexican border wall. Cherished? Really, Channel 5? Way to be objective. Way to give us the news. You had to throw in cherished and cherished of all the words you could have picked. Cherished? Yeah, thanks for nothing, uh, Channel, 5, Channel 5 KSTP. Thanks for nothing. Uh, the grid gridlock of the shutdown will block money for nine of 15 cabinet-level departments, dozens of agencies, including the Departments of Homeland Security, Transportation, Interior, Agriculture, State, and Justice. The lack of funds will disrupt many government operations and routines of 800,000 federal employees. 800,000 federal employees, roughly 420 of the 800,000 employees were deemed essential. Four. You're batting about 500 there. Yeah, about 500. They will work unpaid just days before Christmas. Well, 380,000 will be furloughed, meaning they will stay home without pay. By the way, their next paycheck isn't due until the 31st, so none of them have missed a paycheck yet. None of them. And we all know we've been through enough shutdowns. We all know they'll get their paycheck. They'll get their paycheck. So when, a, when the federal government has a partial, partial shutdown like this, uh, there have been a lot of questions as to who is impacted. And I ask, is anyone out there impacted by this? Does anyone even know? Can you tell that, that, that do, you remember, do you remember when Mark Dayton shut down? That was crazy. Longest shutdown in the history of Minnesota. They're still catching up with driver's license. <laughs> yeah, that's a different one of his problems. Thanks for nothing, Governor Dayton. But do you remember when Mark Dayton shut the government down? One of the first things they did was they sent the DOT, DOT trucks out to close off the the rest areas. And they put barrels in front of them and chains in front of them. And, oh, way to show us how important it is that we have our government open um, federal offices in Minnesota. Minnesota has four federal courthouses and five federal buildings. Uh, as USA Today points out, the shutdown impacts nine government departments. I just told you what they were. Uh, but there's a good chance that if you have business with the federal government in Minnesota, it might have to wait. So my advice, 
call before you go do anything. And um, remember, I just told you, they, I think the negotiations are over. They're done. They all wanted to go home for Christmas. Nothing's going to happen until the 27th. Uh, and it's the Christmas holiday. It's the weekend. It's the Christmas holiday. I, I think everybody's pretty happy to be at home. Uh, according to the government figures compiled by governing governoring.com, which you should follow them on Twitter or, or Facebook or check them out every once in a while if you go onto, onto your computer. There are 16,630 federal employees and hundreds of active duty military personnel in Minnesota. They're not sure how they will be impacted. Uh, there are, uh, national, for, as far as national parks Parks go. Uh, according to Explore Minnesota, there are five sites in the state Voyagers National Park, Grand Portage National Monument, Pipestone National Monument, Mississippi National River and Recreational Area, North Country, North Country National Scenic Trail, plus two forests. Uh, Nobody had any idea if they were if they were opened or closed. But just so you know, Minnesota has almost ninety uh, different parks, uh, federal and state and local. Uh, more if you want to get into the local ones. So if you do want to spend some time outside, honest, the Im- the shutdown will not impact you at all. Uh, if you're counting on a social security check, don't worry, their delivery will not be impacted, nor will. Uh, WIC, the, the, the nutrition program for women, infants, and children. Uh, uh, sadly, the TSA agents and the FAA flight controllers will, oh, that, well, I'm glad the flight controllers will still be there, but yeah, TSA, SA will still be out there feeling, feeling you up and missing, uh, most of the bad things that go, go through there. So short term, I don't think it's going to impact you, but I'll tell you, I, I really, I really want some answers to these questions. I want to know. Um, the White House said Americans deserve the better than a closed government and an open border. And and why are we getting a closed government and an open border? Donald Trump is asking for five billion dollars. That is a drop in the bucket of this four trillion dollar budget. Uh, and and then do the Democrats work for illegal, illegal aliens? Do the Democrats care more about illegal aliens than they do about Americans? That is a valid question when you when you see some. Of the things that that the Democrats are tweeting, are texting, are putting on Facebook and other forms of social media, or even saying on the news. Um, I, and, and who do you think should own this shutdown? Uh, I th- and and probably well, Stan's favorite question is if some government employees are non-essential. Why the hell are they government employees? You want to weigh in 651-989-5855, 651-989-5855. We'll take a quick break when we come back. We'll finish talking about we'll finish talking about the partial shutdown and then we'll start talking about those census numbers too if Minnesota will lose a house seat. Stay tuned everyone. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 11 30 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Santa's coming. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. And you know what? 
I don't care that the government's shut down. I'm glad. Everybody's busy thinking about Christmas. They're not uh, not really paying much attention. I really, truly don't think it impacts that many of us, even the people who work for the government, uh, essential or non-essential, which it's crazy, crazy how many non-essential people are working for the government uh and and I wish we would reduce the size so scope and expense of government uh I don't see that happening anytime soon uh we're looking at a budget a federal budget of over 4 trillion 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 dollars that is just unbelievable Donald Trump ran on the promise to build a wall. And he's not just talking about just building a wall. He's talking about border security every, everywhere. He's talking about the drones. He's talking about uh, more border patrols. He's talking about legal immigration, illegal immigration. I mean, this is a big, big, big issue. And the wall summed it up quite nicely. And you know what? I'll tell you, I don't think it's too much to ask to give him $5 billion. I don't. I don't. In a $4 trillion budget. I want Donald Trump to stay strong. I want him to stay strong and I want him to get his money. And I also feel the Democrats really, truly, I believe they care more about illegal aliens than they do about Americans. I, you know, I want you to think back to Senator Chuck Schumer. In 2009, Chuck Schumer said, illegal immigration is wrong, plain and simple. People who enter the United States without our permission are illegal aliens, and illegal aliens should not be treated the same as people who enter the U.S. legally. Yeah, you were right in 2009, Chuck. You were right. Now, I don't know what you're thinking. And you know what? A lot of the Democrats, I don't have, I don't have any idea what they're thinking, but I understand why Americans think Democrats will work harder for illegal aliens than they will for Americans. In, in 2013, in 2013, all 54 Senate Democrats voted for $46 billion in border security, including 700 miles of border fencing. That's Chuck Schumer, Harry Reid, Elizabeth Warren, Amy Klobuchar. All of them voted for this stuff, and now they're not. Now we got Amy Klobuchar out there comparing Trump with uh, Game of Thrones or some such ridiculous thing. Illegal immigration is a serious, serious threat to the United States of America. Ninety percent of all our heroin comes across the border. Thousands of kids are sex trafficked uh, with uh, are sex trafficked across the border. And if you think about it, what is it? A hundred uh, illegal immigrants cost us one hundred and thirty five billion dollars a year for for illegal aliens. $5 billion for border security is a drop in the bucket, a drop in the bucket. Do you know the um, the Democrats are actually fighting over the term and over the definition of what constitutes a wall? And I just want to I just want to say again that Republicans, you have the majority in the House, the majority in the Senate, and you have Donald Trump who wants a wall. Why isn't this a done deal? Why wasn't this a done deal months ago? And back to the Democrats again. 
I don't think people realize how extreme the Democrats have become on immigration. You had 177 Democrats in the Minnesota or in the United States House rejected the $5.7 billion in border security. That's Betty McCollum. That's um, Keith Ellison. That's uh, that's a whole. What's all of our all of our Democrats voted? Oh, wait a minute. Keith Ellison wasn't there to vote and neither was neither was Tim Waltz. Um, but you had 177 de- Democrats who rejected even five point seven billion dollars for for border security. You had one hundred and sixty six Democrats who voted against Kate's law. That's the one that increases penalties against repeat offenders. You had 174 members of the U.S. House of Representatives who were opposed to empowering law enforcement agencies to fight criminal, illegal aliens. And another 52 co-sponsored a bill that would safeguard sanctuary cities. Don't tell me that they're looking out for the American people more than they are looking out for us. And I also think, I'll tell you, I also think it is just shameful that we have had to put up a GoFundMe page to pay for the wall. And it has $13.9 million, probably more now. That's what I saw this morning. So I think Donald Trump should stay strong. Uh, let me know if you want to weigh in. 651-989-5855. 651-989-5855. Mark, you're up first here. Hi, Mark. Welcome to the show. So great show. Not only Democrats favor illegals over, over legal citizens, but we just had a crime bill passed, uh, 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 uh crime bill that was, um, I believe it was called the First Choice Act. It was criminal first step. reform. Wasn't it first step? And th- Democrats were after that for over 10 years. Right. <laughs> uh, it, it was we're, it calls, we'll go ahead and let drug kingpins go, couriers go, meth and cocaine and crack. That's harmless stuff. We'll just, we'll just federal sentences, we'll just say, you know, no problem. Get out of jail car free. But all the Democrats wanted that. Republicans, uh, as far as I know, I go to public caucus all the time, never, there was never brought up once. Why didn't they negotiate? Okay, at a start, at a minimum, you give us the wall, then we'll talk about criminal justice reform. I know. I'll, I'll hang up and listen. I, I'm so pissed off right now, I'll just hang up and listen. Uh, Mark, I, thank you. I appreciate your call. And I agree with Mark 100%. Why didn't they negotiate this in there? Why didn't they negotiate it when they funded the rest of the government? Do we have the... Well, because they're a bunch of squishes, and they know they're going to have to work with them in the next session, and they don't have the majority anymore, so they're is, just rolling over like a It is dead just dog. absolutely unbelievable. They've had two freaking years Two years because in to the get end, whether you're Republican or Democrat, if you're if you're in that special club, you win. It's just it, it drives me absolutely crazy. So for that reason, I am hoping and praying that Donald Trump stays strong. I I am betting most people will not realize there is a government shutdown, and when they do finally realize that there is a government shutdown, I think people have to have to take a look at that $4 trillion budget. I think they have to take a look at our debt. I think they have to take a look at what do Democrats stand for. I think they have to take a look at Republicans and say, hey, stupid Republicans, you told us you were going to build a wall. You told us you were going to repeal Obamacare. You told us you were going to get the budget under control. All these things that they promised they were going to do in the last two years, they did nothing. So guess what happened? 
the voters threw your sorry butts out of there. And you know what? For good reasons. So we have to find some Republicans who are going to stand up, articulate the things that, that, that we want to push forward, the policies that will not only help America, but help us as, as individuals. And I really hope Trump stays strong. I hope he hangs in there, uh, for, you know, five billion dollars out of the 25 billion dollars he wants for the wall and out of a four trillion dollar budget and then you know mark brought up a really great point because this criminal justice reform that everybody bipartisan support everybody loves it everybody's on board everybody wants it what a great thing yay rah rah us uh really republicans what did you get out of this did you get anything for the wall did you get anything for border security are you doing anything to stop the sex trafficking across the border or to stop terrorism or to stop the um to to stop some of the other uh, problems that are coming coming over there it is just absolutely ridiculous to me absolutely ridiculous um let's take one more one more phone call oh it's my friend kw hi kw how are you I'm Echo Susan, and Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Merry Christmas to you and yours, too, KW. What do you think? You know, what I think is I know what what us, DSL, stands for. We stand for human rights. But as of right now, I have no idea what the, what the Republican Party stands for. They tell us one thing on the campaign trail. When they get, uh, when they get uh, the, the presidency, when they get a majority in Congress, and when they get a majority on the courts, and they still can't get nothing done. All they, the only thing they do is sell swampland down there in Florida. <laughs> okay, I disagree with the swampland in Florida part, but the rest of it, KW, you nailed it. It's true. It's why so many people are so frustrated with Republicans. You have no idea what they stand for. Now, I think the Democrats have done a fabulous job at demonizing Republicans and at scaring Republicans, some Republicans, and at, and at, um, defining the, what the narrative is. Shame on Republicans for that. But KW, I can't argue with you. We've had control of the House, control of the Senate, and control of the White House for two years. And, and especially, this is an issue that Donald Trump ran on. Border security, build the wall, um, yep. address the, address the problem with illegal aliens. And don't confuse mm-hmm. the issue with legal and illegal. Uh, yep. that's a totally separate issue. But I have to agree with you, KW, you're not wrong. You know, I think that's the uh, biggest problem that a, a lot of people are really not looking at is that uh, the Republican Party are doing a lot of uh, damage to its own brand. Well, I'll tell you another thing, KW. The Democrats have done a thousand times more damage. Their policies are crazy. Obamacare is killing us. Our open borders are killing us. Uh, some of their foreign policy ideas are killing us. Their spending in taxes are killing us. To, I use that line because the Democrats, Susan, everything's going to kill us. Susan, in every instance, we Democrats always take the high road. Oh, baloney, KW. That's always. the biggest load of bull I've ever heard in my life. All you have to do is spend some time on social media, and you'll realize people are not very civil to each other, KW. Yeah, that, that was a good one. Ha ha. <laughs> Take care, my friend. All right. You have a great, great Christmas, KW. Thank you. All right. <laughs> and how about that? I don't even argue with KW because he's right. Well, half right. Half right. 
You know, I mean, really, Republicans, you got to pull your head out because uh, you got to figure out what you stand for, how you're going to accomplish what you what you say you're going to accomplish and how to articulate what what you're going to do. So we'll probably spend some more time next week talking a little bit about the shutdown. But right now it appears like nobody cares. Nobody notices it. And whatever. Ho, ho. Merry Christmas to to everybody. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about those census numbers. It looks like even though Minnesota is gaining population, we still might lose a house seat. Uh, we're also having some really interesting conversations about who who should be counted. Should the citizens be counted or should everyone be counted? We're having questions about should you even uh, be allowed to ask if the person is a, is a citizen or a non-citizen. So interesting. Oh, Stan, you're playing my favorite song. You're my favorite song. Oh, holy night. What a holy night. It is favorite song. Thank you, Stan. Stay tuned, everyone. Lots more coming. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Thank you.